Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. All of that work is at my website, Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And while you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast, It is something I'm very proud of, and I think if you love films of the 1980s, you will dig it, too. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies, and you can find that link at my website, quipster.net. Today, I'm going to be getting into a... Well, actually, this is a film that was recommended by somebody who listens to the show. Arethia is the person who recommended this to me, and I'm very thrilled to be able to present this to you. It's one of those films that kind of slipped through the cracks because, unfortunately, life gets busy and I'm not able to check out every movie, but this seems like it should have been an essential movie, especially given today's headlines. This is very much a very relevant film, even more relevant probably today than just a little over six months ago when it was released into theaters. Queen and Slim is the film I'm going to be talking about. It is an R-rated film. It does contain violence, some strong sexuality, nudity, pervasive language and brief drug use. The runtime is two hours and 12 minutes. Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith are the main stars. Bokeem Woodbine, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chloe Sevigny, Sturgill Simpson, and India Moore are also in the film. Melina Matsukas is the director and the screenplay credited to Lena Waithe. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, she's been in and around television for quite some time. She's She acted in a, a series, a Aziz Ansari series on Netflix called Master of None, and she also co-wrote an episode of that show called Thanksgiving, and she would eventually, for that show, for writing it, she became the first woman of color to win an Emmy Award for Best Writing in a Comedy Series, and it drew from her own experience coming out to her family. The next series that she did, The Shy, was a coming-of-age drama on Showtime, and that was set in the south side of Chicago, her hometown. It soon led to her getting a first-look deal to develop more comedy and drama programming through her company called Hillman Grad Productions. If you're a fan of the Cosby Show spinoff, A Different World, you'll recognize the Hillman name. Waith also produced films. She did Stepsisters as well as Dear White People, which also became a Netflix series in which she would appear from time to time as an actor. And she began working on her screenplay for Queen and Slim several years back. It actually came from an unlikely source. Author James Frey, he gave her this idea while they were at a party for Waith's wife. His idea was one that he felt that he could not be the person to write with any kind of authenticity. He's a white author, and this was about a black couple on a first date that end up killing a cop on the way home in self-defense when they're pulled over at a traffic stop. Frey and Waith, they exchanged information in case they decided to do a collaboration, and the idea managed to stay with Waith for several days. She couldn't stop thinking about it, and she tried to write out a scenario about it, and that came pretty much at the right time. She was working on The Shy, and during this time, executives there seemed to be dismissing her voice, and she felt that she was gaining her voice by writing the screenplay. Frey gave her his outline, which included additional plot elements, but as Waith wrote her draft, she jettisoned pretty much all of that outline except for the basic seed, the traffic stop killing, and decided to go her own way with the material, including changing the title that Frey had come up with as well. The name Queen from Queen and Slim it came from Waith's belief that every black woman is a queen. Slim is kind of a, a more polite way that young black men refer to each other other than the N-word, and in her character development, Waith filled Queen with traits 
associated with Malcolm X and gave Martin Luther King's traits to Slim. She envisioned that as the trip progressed, that they would rub off on one another and they would start to show traits of each other. The idea of Queen's occupation of being a criminal defense attorney who specializes in keeping black men off of death row, that came from Brian Stevenson, who wrote the best-selling memoir from 2014 called Just Mercy, A Story of Justice and Redemption, which itself became a movie the same year as Queen and Slim in 2019. Queen wants to change the world. Slim wants just a comfortable place in it. In mid-2018, Make Ready Studios won an auction for the rights to produce Queen and Slim in partnership with Universal Pictures to market and distribute. Universal and Make Ready, they met all of Waith's demands to make into a feature film, including giving Waith final cut for both the script and the film itself. No suggestions were to be made by any executives, and only one test screening was allowed. Waith demanded only black people in the audience for that test screening. And she also stipulated she did not want to have to change anything based on the feedback of that screening. Production began in January of 2019. It was set for a November release, and it made that date. Promotional material described Queen and Slim as a black version of Bonnie and Clyde in some respects, although I do think that it does differ in quite substantial ways. The characters did not set out or desire to be criminals in Queen and Slim. Social commentary in the mix, kind of a road trip movie, white male oppression, the seemingly doomed nature of Southern State Road Odysseys will have others calling this uh, uh, kind of a riff on Thelma and Louise, but with obviously a different political point of view. Narratively, there are some similarities, I suppose, but Waith says her style comes more from films with black voices that she grew up with, Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood, Set It Off circumstances that would force the characters into becoming fugitives because of the prevailing notion that systemic racism prevents exoneration for any black man who shoots a white police officer, even in self-defense, in current American society. Now, we learn from news reports that their names are not really Queen and Slim. They are Angela Johnson and Ernest Hines, but we actually don't find that out until very late into the film. In fact, we don't hear their names, Queen and Slim, at all their titular nicknames in this film. But I will call them Queen and Slim for the purpose of this review. As far as the plot goes, Queen is a jaded criminal defense attorney and Slim, this devoutly Christian retail clerk, and they're on a date, a Tinder date, in a Cleveland diner, where James Frey actually hails from. On the way to drop off Queen after this date that seems to be going nowhere, Slim gets pulled over by this pushy cop, and that escalates into an intense altercation and finally results in Slim killing off the cop in self-defense with the cop's own gun. And from then on, the two know that they cannot turn themselves in because that will be the end of their lives. They decide to go on the run, relying on whatever help that they can on the down low to avoid being caught and try to find their way to some freedom in Cuba. Now, while there is a love story between two people at the heart of Queen and Slim, the love expressed goes beyond the romantic here. Lena Waithe She calls Queen and Slim protest art about black love. Specifically, she defines black people learning to love themselves amid a world that's falling apart around them, essentially becoming revolutionaries of self-preservation through being unified as a people. Waith credits the success of Get Out and Moonlight for paving the way for more black auteur-oriented and culturally relevant movies getting financing from major studios like Universal. The Emmy-winning Thanksgiving episode that Lena Waithe wrote, it was directed by Melina Matsukas, 
during the time that Waith was writing her screenplay for Queen and Slim, they had really good chemistry together working on that show, and Waith felt that Matsukas was going to be the perfect person to direct Queen and Slim. And that's despite Matsukas not having directed a feature film before. She had directed Insecure for HBO and a slew of music videos, I think since 2006, for the likes of big pop stars. Beyonce, she also directed the Grammy-winning formation. Rihanna, J-Lo, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and a whole bunch of other very popular acts. For Mitsukis, this was an ideal project to make her film debut. This is a provocative and politically relevant, and this was something that could make a difference. Every director dreams of doing a film that will matter to a lot of people. Matsukas, her background in music videos really is a strength here. Aesthetic mastery, capturing emotions without words, especially while they're combined to sumptuous cinematography by Tat Radcliffe. Now, as far as casting goes, Waith had, you know, she had already known Daniel Kaluuya. She met him at a special preview of Get Out, and they began a friendship. And she soon, in their conversations, mentioned that she was working on a script, and Kaluuya was genuinely interested in seeing it. So she sent him a copy, and once he read it, he told Waith he had to play the part of Slim. So it pretty much was his, should it ever get produced. Matsukas... Once she found out that Waith wanted Kaluuya, she didn't think he was right for the role because she envisioned him only as the character that he did from Get Out and didn't think that that was going to work. But after sitting down with Kaluuya and talking out the role with him, Matsukas realized that he had a much broader range of talent than the one role that she knew him for, and she became absolutely convinced that he could pull off this part. Now, as far as Queen goes... They wanted somebody who would be confident and dynamic, but also they wanted somebody new and unpredictable for the audience. Specifically, they wanted somebody with dark skin to match Kaluuya instead of the usual list of lighter skin actresses that are usually sought by Hollywood. And so they cast model actress Turner Smith, the wife of actor Joshua Jackson. She was to be the catalyst to get Slim to break out of his reserved mode in a convincing way. Turner Smith, she, I think, delivers what will likely be seen as a breakthrough performance. Both lead actors are actually British, although pretty imperceptibly, I think. That's a fact that actually made Turner Smith almost decline in the beginning, but Waith told her very kindly not to tell her how to cast her own movie, so she insisted that Turner Smith take the role. Grammy-winning country singer Sturgill Simpson, he plays the overly aggressive cop. If you've seen Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die, you know that he sang the theme song to that. He gets a lot of props in that movie. He also appears in the cameo in that film, as well as Chloe Seventy, who's in this film as well. The casting here is key. Waith ensures that not every black character views Queen and Slim as heroes, but not every white character sees them as irredeemable cop killers either, and not every cop is a villain in this film either, so... There is some balance here, although we actually have to identify much more with Queen and Slim because we're on the journey with them and we're seeing the country through their eyes really as another passenger in their vehicle along with them. Now, Queen and Slim, I think as a movie, it does work best when it explores its characters and their journey of self-discovery. It delves into some very poignant political moments that say something more about American society than I think most films are willing to show. The nature of their relationship, which is in turn full of both annoyances and tender reflections, it seems very genuine for this couple continuing to explore each other beyond their first date. Some moments I don't think quite ring 100% authentic. There's this moment between a gas station clerk who asks Slim to hold his Glock if he wants to fill up on gas. I feel like that was an unneeded moment of tension, but we believe still in the main characters enough on this odyssey to be investment 
into this moment as well as many others. The final third of the film, it does begin to falter a bit because thriller elements come into play involving secret connections and hiding spots and all of that toying with the audience. It feels very contrived compared to the authenticity and the natural tension that takes up the rest of the story. But that's really nitpicky here because by all other measures, this is a truly riveting film in most other regards. Now, Matsukis and Waith hope that their film sparks a dialogue about the fractured relationship between the black community and law enforcement. And for many black Americans, the feelings of the police being full of enforcers trying to stifle their community at every turn will resonate. Now, for many white Americans, the discomfort at seeing the black community's attitudes that the police are there to harm more than help, that might be a wake-up call to some, others may just dismiss this film as somehow anti-police or assume that pro-black means anti-white. The result may be polarizing to some viewers, but I do think that if you're open to it, this is a film that wants to push viewers out of their comfort zone to come up with solutions instead of continuing to do nothing about this toxicity in our society that seems to erupt whenever a white cop kills a black suspect in his care, something that is very much in the news today. Unfortunately, it's in the news all too often. And while Waith and Mitsukis might lack something here in complete narrative plausibility, I do think they more than make up for any overreaching they do with some very compelling and passionate filmmaking. And that will be enough for me to give Queen and Slim three and a half stars out of four. Three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that Queen and Slim is a good film and it's worth going out of your way to see if this at all sounds of appeal to you. Certainly, it does give an insider's look to some of the attitudes that are currently out there in the mix in today's headlines. So three and a half stars out of four is what I give Queen and Slim. Thank you, Aretha, for the recommendation. I did very much enjoy this film. Obviously, I highly recommend it. If any of you have been longtime listeners of the show and you want to contribute to the show, I make it a deal that if you make a donation, I will review something of your choice. You can go to patreon.com slash quipster and find details on how to contribute to the show if you so desire. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies, at least when the movies are open, which they haven't been for some time at the time of this recording. But until the theater doors are open, you can still catch a lot of great movies you may have missed from the last year or so, just like I did. Queen and Slim, definitely recommend it. Hey.